Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of the Living Fast Podcast. I am super excited to have a special friend of mine, Lewis, on for the podcast. It is actually our second time filming this podcast because the first episode was so good, but we weren't able to capture the video. So we decided to run another episode. This one's going to be a ton of value being shared between both parties. And Lewis, I already told you in the first episode how we do it at Living Fast is I like to bring people on and make them feel comfortable and really so they can share what they truly actually think. So if you were to come onto this episode and really provide the most value, where do you want to start off? Well, thank you very much for having me, Weston. Um, I definitely want to make this like a free-flowing conversation, but I think there are two main areas I'd like to focus on for this conversation. And the first is self-efficacy, which is the ability to believe in oneself, one's abilities, and the ability to persevere. And um, that sort of leads me into the second thing, which is, um, you know, you really need to ensure that whenever you are given situations in life and you are going throughout your, you know, your journey, that you have the fortitude and the ability to um, to work through things because things inevitably get tough, right? And um, I, I kind of want to focus there. I'm sure you've got questions for me, but I think I'll sort of tie things back into that. It's just something that's been on my mind. Awesome. Well, I think a great place to start off, we, we dropped a trailer for you and I mentioned that you have 20 years of martial arts experience. So I think that's a great segue into, into going into building the mental fortitude and, and going through trials and tribulations and coming out of it. So what, what did you learn from that experience? Because that's insane. Very few people around your age has that experience. And how did you, how did you get into that? What was, what was the story? Yeah, so I had the, I still have the memory. I was two years old. I was at the Vancouver Children's Festival and I saw the martial art capoeira being done. And um, I don't know, I think I, I saw it, I thought it was intriguing and I had this part of me that was like, I can do that, you know, even at a very, very young age. And, um, you know, I would pretend to do it as a child up until the age of six. And then um, when I was six, my mom put me in classes and I think that was like the first, it was definitely the first time in my life where I was able to express myself, work towards something, have goals and um, hone the craft of being able to put your energy and focus into something and get good at something, right? And that skill set has allowed me to... Uh, to do essentially the same thing in different areas of life. Um, so when we come back to the self-efficacy thing, right? Like that's 
that's certainly the, the place where I got it all from is from martial arts, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned it, it's been on your mind lately though. Is this, is this something that you're working towards? Is this something you have? Is this something you're looking to develop? Because obviously, in my opinion, when you look at it, you have 20 years of martial arts experience. You're a super disciplined person. I see you in the gym like six, seven days a week. What, what is the goal for you with that? Is it something that you want to build? Like with martial arts? Uh, build the self-efficacy aspect, like forward. Oh. Do you want to build that up or, or is it something that you're just very proud of that you already have? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that you certainly work towards. Like it's always something that you're building just like a muscle. Um, but I think it's important because that is like the one piece that I've identified within myself that I think would be good for people to cultivate, you know, mm. like just the, just the self-love and the, the notion that no matter what, you'll be able to get things done. So good. I think that's so true. Like when you look at situations, when people are in situations, I actually was on FaceTime with a friend of mine the other night and we were talking about difficult situations. And I, and I told her, I said, I want to reach the point where no matter what situation I'm in, I either know somebody who can solve it or I can solve it myself. And that goes into individual self-efficacy for myself. And that's because I believe life's like a team game. That's my pursuit of self-efficacy. I find it so unique though, when I look at you, you're somebody who's trained your whole life, somebody who is a COO of a multi-seven-figure agency, which is absolutely incredible. And I, I think I am so inspired by you and Alex, you guys running this company. It's absolutely incredible. A lot of people don't even do that in their entire life. So what drives you guys? Like what's the driving factor for you as an individual, for you guys as a company? Yeah, I, you know, I, um, I'm a very spiritual person. I think I've, I've lost that, that uh, side of me over the past few years, just being so like stuck in the physical. But there's this idea that the masculine energy is, is in the pursuit of freedom. I think at its core, that's what we're trying to do. That's what any man's trying to do is work towards freedom, right? So in the pursuit of this endeavor, you know, there, there is an end goal in mind, which is be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, and take care of your family and make sure that no matter what, you're in a position where you can protect them and... Um, you know, I, I would say that's what it is. That's what the driving factor is, is, is freedom, right? Freedom from, freedom from people holding things against you, freedom of, you know, location and, you know, being able to do what you want. Right. Yeah. And was that, was that something that you always wanted or is it something that, because you mentioned you were, you've been stuck in the physical a little bit. What is something that you did is was there a thing that you did was it an expectation that you had it for yourself was it something that hit you in your brain where you said i want to become the most free person was that a, your thought or is it maybe spending time i think with Alex? For, for for most people it comes out of desperation 
Okay. Right. I think that's how most people get their start. It's not inspiration. It's desperation. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Never heard that one before. It, I think that's how most people get started in a business, right? It's like they need to change something or there is something that they need to figure out. That was very much so the case for me. I was, I was an actor and I lost all my money. I thought I was going to get jobs. I thought that the, uh, the guy I was living with at the time was going to get jobs. I thought we were going to be fine. Everything was going to be okay. And um, I got hit with reality real fucking hard. So I was like, I have to figure something out. I never thought about doing business until then. And I sort of just stumbled into it. And I think like many things in life, when things happen naturally for you, it's something that, you know, you can call it whatever you want, but it's the universe opening up and giving you an opportunity to pursue something that you may be right for, right? It's the universe trying to show you that this is the path for you to go down so you can develop as a human and... Um, learn whatever lessons you need in order to transcend to whatever next realm of uh, existence is. Wow. That, uh, desperation. That is definitely something that I resonate a lot with you because a big driving factor for myself is when your back is against the wall and you have nothing left or you have nothing when you go all in when it's like do or die like i need to be successful i need to this needs to work out you move differently and find a way to win i've mentioned it a couple other times on this podcast because i believe it to be true and that a lot of those times when my back is against the wall when people look at my where i'm at or my situation from a bird's eye view they say damn like he's kind of fucked but because I've lived in that realm so often, in that chaotic realm, in that do or die mentality, it, it feels almost natural for me. But that's why that what you just said with desperation, I find so interesting that we we almost are on the same page with that. In, in a little bit different, but I think on the same page in terms of getting things done and actually leveling yourself up. So what's your advice to... Uh, to people that, you know, like want to achieve the results you achieve? Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I definitely don't think that what I've done up until now is anything to, you know, harp on. I think, you know, it's, I can, I can be an inspiration to people that are a few steps before me. There's no question about that, but you know, there's a long way to go. I think there's a key mental difference between wanting something and committing to doing something. There's a very, very uh, nuanced difference in the outlook and the actions that are a result of that outlook. When you, when you have the intention of actually following through with something, that changes how you approach the situation. I think a lot of people have the notion of wanting something or wanting an outcome but they lack the commitment to actually following through and taking the actions necessary to, um, to accomplish it. Very key difference. It's nuanced though, right? So, so what's, the, what's the hack? Like how would you, if I want to get something done and, and I see this goal, I want to become, let's say, the most successful student at UBC. Mm-hmm. What would be the, the mindset? 
What's right. the one thing that you would go at it if you had to get it done? So I like that you're saying that because it's kind of tying everything together, right? It starts with the self-belief, right? It starts with the idea that no matter what, you're going to be able to figure it out, okay? It starts there. Second piece is once you've identified what you want to do, you make the mental picture in your mind of being able to go through all the challenges, the inevitable, inevitable challenges that are going to arise on your path to getting there. And you make the commitment that no matter what, you're going to follow through with it. And I think that's what the difference is, right? Like people, people say they want things, but when it comes time to to going through the hardship, it you know, can be difficult sometimes. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people nowadays, they almost look at the hurdle and they it, it's like wishful thinking. They see, okay, I want to, you know, be a great student, or I want to build a multi-million dollar company, or I want to take care of my family. All these things were were we've been talking about. They want these goals, they want to learn how to box, learn how to do martial arts. And then they actually, you know, they go into martial arts and they spar and they get hit and they go, okay, I want to do this, but I don't want it that bad. And I think that that is a big part of life is learning how to take the punches. And that's why, you know, when, when we filmed your trailer or shot your trailer and edited your trailer, I said, we got to hit his martial arts background. Because it's something that is so difficult. If someone did martial arts for two years, I was in martial arts because I wanted to be in the WWE when I was younger. And I remember I was killing it. I won, I won every tournament. And then it's for first place medal. And Cole McNulty, I remember his name, they say, you have to go in there and you got to fight him in stick boxing. He has like five years experience. I go in with confidence because I've won every time. And he kicks my ass like beats the shit out of me. And I remember when that happened, just like, okay, you know what? That was fucked. Uh, that was really tough. And it was really hard to come back to that. I did, but a lot of people, they get hit and they stay down. So what keeps you getting up? Like what keeps your drive? Because you've mentioned these hardships. Obviously, I'm sure you've taken some, some hits in martial arts, but also, you know, you mentioned in life when you were trying to be an actor, what's the, what's the thing that's, that's hitting, clicking for you? Why do you keep getting up? Like we talked about, it's the pursuit of freedom, right? It's the idea that you're working towards something that's larger than yourself. At least you hope that's the case, right? And, you know, you have the idea that no matter what, you're going to you're not going to give up, right? Because I really think that, like, the only way you fail at anything is by giving up. Now, sometimes, sometimes it's the right stage of your life to, to pivot, to find something else, you know, to find meaning in that. Um, does that answer the question? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think there's any there's any right answer. I think there it's just a a thing that works for you. 
Like, I, I think that people that have done great things have achieved great success. Sometimes they do things like there's general rules to life, but what works for me is not always going to work for you and vice versa. And I think that, you know, hearing your story and hearing how you got here and we haven't even talked about or mentioned how you didn't, you, uh, you didn't go to university. And that's something that is obviously a whole conversation in itself. And as a university student myself, and I have many university friends, I'm sure you've worked with a lot of people in university. Uh, let's talk about that decision. What? Because that takes anyone that takes go to university with all the social pressure nowadays. I love to I love to delve deep into that. So, um, I guess my question is, what's the what drove you to make that decision? I think initially the decision not to go to school was a decision born out of naivete more than anything else, but. Despite that being the case, I still think that there's a strong amount of truth within my decision-making process at the time. Because I went through elementary school thinking that going to university and taking a traditional path was like the pinnacle. It's what most people are conditioned to think. But as soon as I got to grade eight, I was like, this is a sham and there's clearly something that's disconnected here. And I wasn't quite sure what it was. And I think I lost myself for a few years. And um, I just figured it was, you know, there's, there's, there wasn't as much meaning in doing that as it was made out to be. And I also was looking at people who were, in my eyes at the time, successful, and none of them had gone to school. And then if we take it even a step further than that, I, it's when I started learning about money, like what money actually is. Mm -hmm. I started realizing that for the most part, people are going to school to, to, to keep the system going, right? And that I didn't really want to be a part of that. So that was my decision and that led me here. However, with that being said, I still, you know, there, there are things that, there are things in the realm of, you know, human existence that are necessary um, or going to school is necessary for, right? And at its core, it's a place of, um, of deep learning and, and furthering, you know, human consciousness. And I think that's, there's a lot of value in that. But I think people need to realize that if you're going to go to school, the purpose of it should be to learn and to develop as a human, as opposed to getting a job or, or going down a specific career path. Unless, you know, for certain that career path is something that you are fully aligned with, Yeah, you know? Um, but I think people, people make that false distinction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I, I totally agree. I've, I can recall so many conversations I've had with a lot of individuals about school and them not being aligned yeah i hear all these stories he completed one degree now he's pivoting he's doing he's doing computer science now he's doing english it's just a complete 180 and you know you're definitely someone that has a ton of life experience and you know you've mentioned you've had moments where you are deep into something and maybe 
you realize that, okay, this is maybe not where I want to be, or you don't understand why school like is a jam. You're not a hundred percent sure yet, but I think because you've thrown yourself in so many different situations, you've almost figured out like who you are. You're starting to, at least you're starting to figure it out. I think I've got a pretty firm grasp of who I am. And I think that's important. And I think that's what's missing with a lot of people with school. I think school also, it does benefit people in the sense that you're in school and you feel for four years that you have a purpose. Whether that purpose be aligned with you, I'm not so sure. It depends on the person. I do think that's valuable, but then when they're out of school and let's say it's wrong, then they're sitting there and they don't know what to do because they, they feel they're committed to that. And then they go into a career path that's not their purpose and they hate their life. Mm-hmm. So I think understanding who you are is really important. And once you understand that, I think that that will help you. But when I look at you, you're definitely someone who is beginning to understand who he is. And what, what's your advice to individuals that don't know who they are and are still going through, going through uh, the, uh, the ups and downs of that? Because it's a whole you, journey in itself. You find out who you are when you're faced with, with challenges, right? It's when you really find out who you are. And, um, you know, I, like... I think it's it's really important to find out where your boundaries are and find out where your faults are and also what your strengths are, mm. right? Um, because when you have clarity, then you then you know what you can you you know for certain what you can do, right, and what you're capable of, and you can only you can only attain that self awareness by by having experience, by doing things, by trying and failing many times. And iterating. Yeah. So when you look at what you did from day one, when you started up Savvy Social, has it been a, like, how has that looked? Has it been? Yeah. So so Alex, Alex started it. I helped him start it. I had ran my own agency for a couple of years. At the time when um, it first started, I was like making 10 grand a month and I thought I was at the fucking top of the world. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I really did. I thought I was at the top of the world because I mean, I, I had right set, now. I had set, yeah, man. I had set out to achieve that. And I did like in a relatively short amount of time with no fucking experience and like completely having to 180 my life and my habits. So ego is just like popping off or was it? Was I always it had a huge ego, life? always had a huge ego, but like, you know, but then again, knowing what your faults are, right? You'll get taught really hard lessons. And um, I think you only, you only have true strength when, when, you know, when you know what your boundaries are, right? And when you've, when you've met those boundaries and come face to face with them. And when you fall, and you're able to get back up and keep going. Um, sorry, you're, so you're, you're saying, remind me again what you had said about when we started. So how has that path looked? From, from, from then until from now? From then until now, like you start, you start helping out Alex 
from from experience. Well, he ripped it. I I did some ads for him. <laughs> you know, I showed him how to run some ads and I filmed some ads, but he did it. He did the whole damn thing. He ripped it. It was only until last year when we started working again together. But by that time, he'd already built something way bigger than I had. Well, I, I know, built myself. I know you've built other projects though. Like I, I haven't known you for years, but I have known of you for a while. Really? Like for, yeah. Mm. So I, I remember seeing all you boys at Telus Gardens. Yeah. I was there with my buddy and, and you guys all walked in. I knew Luke Davis. Yeah. And you guys were running discords or something. And I knew you're like entrepreneur, <laughs> entrepreneurial spirit. Oh, I think so. I'm a Colton. Entrepreneurial spirit. Like, so what's the, what, what I understood from Alex is, is you're the, you're kind of a back end genius with that, with, with, with when it comes yeah, to Yeah, I think like that. Alex is fucking his biggest strength is, is identifying, identifying problems in the market and solutions to those problems. It's like one of his best skills. So, um, so that, and then also he's a fucking really good sales guy, like absolute killer. He's been doing it since he was a fucking kid. So makes sense. Right. Um, so like he's definitely front end guy and he's also incredibly charismatic and people, you know, want to, uh, they want to, he has the ability to have people want to follow him. Yeah. You know, he, he can bring that out of people. Um, so it just, it, it naturally was the right position for me to take more of a back end role and like figure out what the inner workings would look like. Um, I don't know if that's like what I'm most suited to do, what? but, but I definitely, you know, like I definitely can do the job. Um, and yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how this year transpired. Like we started doing, um, we started doing marketing for web three companies and, uh, like literally this time last year, we were in LA meeting with our biggest client at the time. Like we had just, you know, did done 60 K in like a few weeks after starting together. And we thought I was like, Holy shit, you know, this is fucking working. <laughs> Thinking we we're on top of the world, which is hilarious. Cause we do that like fucking in a few days now, but there's the, levels, but, there's it's, levels but it, it does not feel the same. And you know, like, with every, with every uh, achievement you make, you are now faced with a new set of problems, ones that you've not faced before that you're going to have to solve. You know, everyone, you know, thinks they want the success, right? Um, and obviously people, you know, do and everyone should strive to be as successful as possible so they can take care of themselves and their, and their family because... You know, I think it's it's necessary more so now than ever when you look at the state of the world, Absolutely. right? So, um, well, more money, more problems. It's cliche, but you know, it is it is the damn truth. But you know, it it comes with comes with the responsibility, right? Because what is money, right? At its core, what it's supposed to be is um, everything good? Yeah, whatever. At its core, right, money is meant to be 
a, well, it is technically what it is, right? A store of value and a means of exchange. And, um, God, I lost my train of thought here. Yeah. Let's take it back to the... It's okay. We were, we'll bring it back. So, you know, when we look at money, you were talking about what money was. Yeah. What money is. Yeah. How is it? It is. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so we were were there. So money is a means of exchange, right? And a store of value. You have something I want. I have my store of value that I created by creating value for other people. Right. And by nature, the more of that you accumulate, the more store value you have, which means that in the creation of that, you've created um, responsibility in that now you are, um, you're in a place where you need to take care of other people. Yeah. Right. Very, very, I can't really think of any situation where you create a lot of wealth or create any amount of money and you're not directly responsible for someone else's well-being absolutely in yeah. in the creation of that right so that's where the responsibility piece comes into play and oftentimes the the problems that arise are in that you are now in a position where you need to take care of other people it's not just about yourself anymore right so employees it's than you. employees clients right your family and then when you get big enough now you're responsible to your own entity, which becomes its own. You know, it's not just you and you are the business. There is a business. And as it grows, you're responsible to that as well, right? Um, do you like the responsibility? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Because I grew up in a small town and a lot of people like would have that responsibility and not like it at all. And... I really think when I look at that, I agree with you a hundred percent, but there's, I saw this quote on Instagram and I think it's true. Uh, there's two choices. You can either be successful, um, find success or be happy, be fulfilled, be successful, being a, go out in the world, try to build something, try to build this company, more money, more problems run into a ton of issues, but at the end, you've built something. You have something to leave behind. And then there's option two, you know, you work at Starbucks, you don't care once you go home about the Starbucks and you do what you want, uh, live your means and you die. And maybe you don't leave anything notable behind, but sometimes that that person is actually dies and they're like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. So what was the moment or what pushes you guys and you specifically just be like, I want to, I, w- I want to do it all. I want to take over the world in a way. Cause when I look in your eyes, like I see someone who's heavily driven, who, who knows what he wants, still figuring it out to, a, to an extent, which we talked about, but you're definitely someone who throws yourself into a lot of situations, a lot of opportunities takes on projects, takes on responsibility, and it's hard, but you keep doing it. So I want to I wanna figure out that with you because it's super interesting to me. Loaded question, but. 
Well, when I think of the alternative, there really isn't one. Mm. Yeah. Um, many respects, I, I enjoy the chaos. I certainly enjoy the chaos. I enjoy the challenge. I can't really think of anything in my life right now apart from one thing. But even that, because I'm, I'm toying between the idea of like, and I've, I've already made my decision, but like for a moment of time about a month ago, I was like, maybe I should just fucking stop everything and just train every day and like in three years go to the UFC and like <laughs> make Whoa. that my, That's, right? Wow. But even then I thought about that and I was like, well, fuck, I could do that. And even if I got to the pinnacle, like I still feel like there's just, you know, there'd be so much more on the, on the tail end of that that I, the, that there would be left to accomplish. And even the challenge of that doesn't seem as rewarding, fulfilling, or as difficult as the path I'm on right now. Wow. Right? So, so yeah, it's just like, I'm running away from boredom yeah. and uh, living fast, living fast, you know? Yeah. Dope. I, I think that when, when you have that UFC, there's definitely less responsibility with that in my eyes. There's individual responsibility, but when you're starting a company, when you're scaling a company, when you're building a company, when you're trying to uh, grow these, uh, these projects, you know, you got to bring on employees, you got to bring on people. I know you have trainers, but you're not responsible for those trainers. Mm -hmm. They're responsible for helping you. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think in terms of rewarding, you know, if, if, if you want to, if you like that responsibility, if you really like taking care of people, you know, because at the end of the day, if you're not straight, Lewis, like a lot of people aren't going to be able to afford to pay their rent. They're not going to be able to eat their food and that comes a lot of stress, but it definitely is something that, you know, you obviously have experienced uh, with, you know, your projects or bringing people on or having employees. And it's something that is hard to, to um, get good at. I don't want to say get good at, but just like you said earlier, you like the chaos. It's mm -hmm. chaotic. Uh, running away from boredom and... I think that that is something that is so interesting when I look at you, both of you guys, both you and Alex, because you guys are definitely people that are looking to level up. Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. And, you know, you can look at it in two ways. There's option one, you know, you're just saying, fuck it. I'm just going to do UFC, try to get all, all of that. But then you're wondering, like, what if I... What if I really push this other route to the end and you're looking at both routes and you got to make, going to make that decision. I think it just comes down to knowing yourself. Like if you know yourself best. Yeah. You know, you're on the right route. I certainly think there's more longevity in this, but you said something earlier um, at the start of the podcast. It's really interesting. We talked about it a little bit. I'm just forgetting the, the word. It was uh, self-efficacy. There you go. So is is that something that really tied in? Because you said you've been thinking about it. And does that tie into yeah, I was, how you I, made the decision? I was thinking about, like, I don't know. I would assume the 
listeners or the audience will be on their way up. Yeah. I was trying to think of like what the biggest thing is to share. That really, that really is what it is. It's like just loving yourself and, and believing in yourself. That's like fucking 90% of it, right? Because you can, you can be in any situation and know that you're going to be able to have the resourcefulness to um, come up with solutions. Yeah. So it's so interesting that you say resourcefulness. How much do you think self-efficacy, because when I think of self-efficacy, like the word self is in it, I view life personally as a personal thing. I view life as a team game. I I think that I would be nowhere where I'm at if I didn't have great people around me, great friends, great mentors, uh, great um, family. And when I see self-efficacy, I said it earlier, like I need to know somebody who can who can solve the problem or I need to be able to solve it myself. When you view self-efficacy, do you want to be the guy that you can solve? freaking anything just you or do you view life team or solo very interesting because you are different i think as you you know i think as you progress in life you you come to realize that you need people around you that complement what your strengths are um but the the self-efficacy piece is like is having a high degree of of true confidence in your ability. That's what it is, right? Um, I think that's what's most important. And in that comes the resourcefulness of like, you know, if you're not capable, then you can, you'll be able to find someone who can. And that goes back to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's super interesting because when I think of people that, you know, they, they're in situations and they rely too much on themselves and say, I don't need any help. Maybe that's because they don't know, they don't know anyone. They don't know, they can't call Alex. They can't call someone to, to help them. Not save them, but it's like, yo, I have this problem, let's solve it together. Or they don't know people, so they overly rely on themselves. But maybe I'm thinking into it too much, but obviously when I look at life and I look at people, and I look at situations, I definitely look at problems, self-efficacy, just believing that you are the man, the woman, the, the person. I think that that's, that is where it's at. I 100% agree with you. Like the more I think about that, you know, you said true confidence. What do you think the difference is between true confidence and just like, you know, people fake it to you. You hear that, fake it till you make it. Where do you yeah. It's like that Hormozy quote, right? It's like you, you don't gain confidence by shouting affirmations in the mirror, but by having a stack of undeniable proof that you are who you say you are. So it's that. It's what the true confidence is, right? It's like knowing that you are the guy. Damn. Right? But you get that through experience. 100%. But it starts with belief in yourself. It all starts with that. It's the hypothesis, right? Just self-belief. It's the, it's the hypothesis to any equation you have to start with with a with an idea of what the outcome will be so what you want it's better that you start off with a positive outcome and you're going to fail a few times but then you you reinforce it and you reiterate what? create a new hypothesis after you've 
after you've gotten feedback, right? Yeah. What do you want the outcome to be for yourself? For myself, which outcome? What's your goal? I know that's that's very key, but uh, what's the... Well, we touched on it, man. At the end of the day, having to answer to no one, being able to go whenever I, wherever I want, whenever I want, do whatever I want, whenever I want. Have to be... Freedom. Yeah, freedom. Freedom. Freedom and, and... There's more to it than that. But I think for this podcast, we, we leave it there. Okay, awesome. And I think that one more thing I wanted to mention about identity you were talking about. Uh, we brought it up on the first episode. Mm. It's, it's about the votes to your identity. And essentially how it works is, say you want to be in the UFC, right? You doing savvy social on the side is a vote against that identity. If you really want to be in the UFC, that's a vote against that. Let's say you want to vote savvy to seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven figures. Let's get extreme. Eleven figures. You want to build it to eleven figures. You going all in, and that's the other thing you're working on. Everything indirectly or directly benefits savvy social. Those are votes against the, to that identity. And I think too many people say they're this, say they're that. And I'm, I'm guilty of it. I've done this. I only know this because I've done it too. And, you know, or I want to look like this person in the gym. Okay. Am I training like him? No. That's a vote against that identity. I don't want it that bad. I don't want to be that guy that bad. So I think coming to that guy, it's like, it comes down to identity and that goes into self-belief. Like how you get that self-belief is having, you look at the tallies and, and the amount of votes to that identity you want to be is like, a hundred to one or something crazy, right? But then if you're having 50, 49 or 51, 49, it's like, okay, am I that guy? And that comes with that thing. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that because damn. Yeah, you only have so many units of energy, right? Yeah, whoa, that's a whole, com I just had like a three hour conversation about that actually a couple nights ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, What's your values? My values, yeah. Basic, surface level. You know, it's not really something that I think about too much, mm. to be honest. I think... Interesting. I think honor. Honor and respect are really high up there. You know? Having respect for those who've come before you. Honor in that you'll do the right thing, you know? which can be perceived as different by different people, but honor in the honor, honor, honor in the sense that you will do the right thing based on what you perceive to be the right thing. And that you don't go against that. Station you know? guns. Yeah. I'd say those are, are valuable and duty, you know, as you get older, you start to think about that more, what your duty is. Yeah. Those are, I don't hear those uh, that often. Usually I hear like, oh, family, like typical things, uh, honor, respect for sure, but honor, honor is a new one. I don't hear that a lot. Um, 
yeah, so when I look at this conversation, two main themes, you know, self-efficacy for sure, self-belief. And whether those be interchangeable, <laughs> I think they hold true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's definitely when you go into things and get kicked in the ass, how do you, how do you keep yourself up? Self-efficacy, self-belief. And I think for our first part or second podcast episode with, with Lewis, but the first one uh, is going to stay in the chambers. I think that that keeping it simple is, is great. Uh, so when I wrap my head around the whole conversation, you know, I think it, it comes down to those two things. So for the final, for, for the final question of this episode, how do you live life fast, Lewis? Mm. Very good question. I think it's important to fail fast in order to live fast because it's very easy to get stuck doing something that is not working and you need to have perseverance there's no question about that but you know M matthew mcconaughey wrote a book called green lights i think this ties in perfect it's like you'll be given a green light signal in life where things just sort of seem to fall into place and in order to find those you need to be testing a lot of things trying a lot of things in life right but when you find one of them that's when you can go full throttle and um, I'd say, say that's how you live live life fast is, is by is by living hard, failing lots, failing fast, and then continuing and persevering. That's unreal. I think that that ties so well into the theme of the podcast: failing fast, winning fast, winning. I would say winning a little slower, depending on the wins. But uh, yeah, well, the wins just get bigger. But with every win, there's 29 losses, right? Yeah, and you want those losses to come fast. You want them to come fucking <laughs> fast, man. Doesn't mean that they can't all happen in a week. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So throw yourself into stuff. Yes. And figure out where you want to go. Being and being okay with the fact that things will be difficult and that you will suck at the beginning. Because people take a very long time just to take the first step. Yeah. Right? Decision fatigue. Because they're they're worried about what the difficulty is gonna be on the other end of that decision. But if you just make the decision right now, you get to the like by the time most people actually act, right, you have already gone through that initial fucking heap of shit that you need to go through. Right. And and created the feedback loop, gotten the signal, right? Yeah. Feedback loops are super, super important. Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, damn. So live fast, fail fast, and fail fast enough that you build that self-efficacy <laughs> and that uh, self-belief. But that's it for this episode of the Living Fast Podcast. 
I want to give a shout out to Ape Born Fitness, Locked In Supplements, Savvy Social, and Lewis, Colton, and Alex for being here in the back end and on camera. And they will definitely be coming on the podcast in the future. So we will be scratching the surface further with them. And if you guys want to check them out, go to SavvySocial.io and book a call today. But these guys are winners. I wanted to throw that in there. Anyway, thanks, Lewis. Thanks for having me, man.